This is the Friday, October 6, 2023 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. As harvest hits full stride, commodities are being stored and the end user appears to have come calling, bidding up prices. For the week, the nearby wheat contract added 27 cents, while December corn rallied 15 cents. The soybean trade dealt with some flushing of long positions while harvest rolled on. The November contract fell by nine cents and December meal shed 9.10 per ton. December cotton expanded by three cents per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, November class three milk futures increased 18 cents. The livestock market was mixed. December cattle lost $1.25. November feeders cut 402 and the December lean hog contract gained $1.80. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index gave up six ticks. November crude sold off 7.78 per barrel. Comex Gold lost 19.60 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index shed more than 34 points to settle at 574.60. Join us now, regular market analyst Sue Martin. Hey, Sue. Hi there. Everybody's so excited excited when you come onto the show. Oh, good. <laughs> but you're wearing all black, so I, I'm taking that as a, are you trying to tell us something here for, but we'll start with wheat. You have to be somewhat positive about wheat after the week. I am. Or am I misreading something? No, I'm, I'm positive wheat. Um, you know, the wheat market has been hit so hard. And, you know, the open interest or the funds, the managed money, is probably the most short they've been in years. And on top of it, they've been that way for quite some time. But you have a situation going that, uh, first off, you look at the weather. And even in the U.S., our hard red winter wheat and, you know, and the soft red wheat, maybe the soft red's doing a little better with some moisture, but it's still dry in some of those areas. But the hard red hasn't caught much gratification. So we're still in drought conditions. You look at Australia in drought conditions. You look at Argentina, drought conditions, and they were even saying, you know, I think it was the um, Rosario Grain Exchange said that if they didn't catch rain within two weeks, and of course there's very little in the forecast, that they would have to probably lower their yield production or production number down from 15 million metric tons. So their drought is still ongoing. And then you have Russia in the southern portions of the country, hot and dry now, and that's wheat country. And then you have central Ukraine dealing with the same thing. So it looks like all of a sudden, and Russia's price, you know, the reason we've been down in the dumpster for so long is because Russia needing to fund a war has been undercutting everybody. And all of a sudden now they're not, and we're the best game in town. Usually when China comes calling, does that mean that they think that the, uh, that's a good price? You take that oh, as a sign? Oh, absolutely. They think it's a good price. But uh, again, we're just more competitive than everybody else in the world right now, which is a spark of good news. The one thing I think that's going to help really run this wheat market, and wheat, you know, there's a saying in wheat, they don't, you know, they don't take any prisoners because they kill them all. And that might be true this year. But I think the wheat market is also, you know, everybody's kind of gotten a little bit uh, tone deaf on Russia-Ukraine war. But I think that's going to be changing here. As we go towards December, I look for as that as Ukraine gets and trains the pilots for those F-16s that we're sending over, all of a sudden it's not just going to be Russia pushing on and hitting, um, you know, the Danube 
River or the ports, Odessa, Mikhailov, um, Ismail, you know, all of a sudden, I think we're going to see that Russia's going to be getting hit pretty hard, too. Let's move to corn for a minute, if we could, yeah. um, in the relationship with wheat. Uh, do you think that corn is along for the ride or operating independently here? I think corn is uh, along for the ride for the moment. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we got up to 499 this week and we did break out of that sideways range, which was nice. And usually when you go sideways like that after a long break, the market normally will break out the top side. I've noticed various bears in various um, clearing firms have turned a little bit more back to neutral, not as negative. Um, I think that the corn market, we're just getting really a good start into harvest. We're going to hear more yields. I think that crop's going to be very much all over the place. And yet, corn made pollination. And that was a big one. Yeah, we don't make that. That's a different story. Exactly. And let's go to the right at the end of pollination time. Uh, December corn, we had not closed above $5 since August 1 and had not closed above four ninety since August 28. So we take out both of those, or almost take out the one, take out the other. Do you anticipate we're going to somehow push back up on this December contract above $5 next week? I do. I don't know if it'll be next week. I think it could be um, because of the fact that I think that market's got stops building above $5. And, you know, again, the short position in corn's fairly hefty. And so sometimes, you know, it takes a reversal with fund money that sets the bottoms and turns us higher. You know, the carryout didn't go, didn't come back as strong, but the barrels say, well, but ethanol has reached its peak, you know, for the industry. Maybe true, but if we can get some usage towards jet fuel, that would be a big positive. And then I think also we have to keep in mind, I still think exports will pick up. I think one thing we're dealing with or trying to grasp is that we're no longer number one in the world. When it comes to corn exports, bean exports, Brazil has upseated us. And I think that doesn't feel so fuzzy, you know, warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy, you mean? Yeah. Okay. But it does provide some instability. instability. So how do we navigate those waters? Well, I think that one thing, we have to be very mindful that the market has gone from inverted to a carrying charge market. And farmers are binning stuff this year. They're binning their crops. And that's going to make the, the commercials, the end users, have to bid for it. And, but still, when you have a, a farmer holding the grain, you, you know, we're going to get a chance to make some marketing. But I think they need to do some flooring under this. Are you storing or selling beans off the combine, soybeans? Well, here's the thing with beans. I did a study today. And I was trying, I could have had a little more to it, but in, since 1971, so the last, what, 22 years, we have, or excuse me, the last 50 years, 51 years, we have had um, basically looking at the month of, on May soybeans, so it'd be like May of 24 contract. In years of where we've had tighter beginning stocks like we have right now, and even on that September stocks report, we still tightened supply. We're less than the year before. So as long as we remain less than the year before, the study's legit. And 
in years of that, there were 22 out of the 51 that we had this set up. And you look at the October, whatever that high is in October for the November, or excuse me, the May contract. And it was interesting, out of those years, only two ended up not exceeding the October high for the May contract, at whatever that high was for that May. And one was steady. The rest all made higher highs. And many times um, it came like in March, February, March, and of course, April, May. The ultimate low off of the October, from that October high, the ultimate low, many times was in November, but out of those 22 years, every one of them retracted back from the October high at some point. We'll dive into that a little more in Market Plus. Okay. I need to get to livestock because live cattle continue to reverse and give back a lot of these gains. When you see this chart pop up on the screen and heading down, Sue, what do you see? Well, first, I don't like red. I like green. But yeah. <laughs> um, I will have to say I'm still bullish cattle. Really? And I'm very bullish cattle. But, you know, um, for now, okay, it's interest rates, the hikes. So that started to affect buying feeders. Um, it's more costly, of course. The other thing is, is that you have all this talk about, okay, like the stock market's had a tough week or so. And so that, you know, there's an old saying as go the stock market, so goes cattle. And you have a lot of competitive meats out there, the poultry industry, the pork. And so that's, I think right now, trying to play a little bit of havoc on us. But seasonality, you normally will take feeder cattle and set them back into October. Some years we've even made it into November, but I think around October 14th, somewhere in there, we're gonna try to stick a low. Um, and what might happen is we may have seen a low today or very close to it and then start to chop around and meander. But ultimately, I believe this market's going much higher. We have yet to go through what is called the whiplash effect in cattle. And that's when you start seeing a holdback of heifers for breeding uh, mm -hmm. purposes. And so then that tightens supplies even further. Okay. Again, live, more livestock, because I have a couple more questions. I need the hog market just this week was, I'm sore from looking at it. Is this going to continue, this whiplash? Well, it's been very whiplashing. I thought it was interesting, probably three weeks ago, something like that, uh, we had an entity that had bought $4,540 April puts. And I thought that was like, well, why would you spend $90,000? And I think it was around five cents that he paid for them or something like that. So why would you spend $90,000, $40 out of the money? And that was a fair amount. And I think it's kind of like, uh, what does he know we don't? Um, what would it be? I think it's the concern of African swine fever okay. hitting the U.S. And I'll talk more in, in the- Market Plus. We've done a good job teasing that. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate you it. You bet. I love it when you're... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Hold it there. We're going to pause this analysis and continue our discussion about these markets in our Market Plus segment. You can find both analysis, which you just heard, and plus on our website of markettomarket.org. Our portability keeps you in the loop and us in your cab, truck, or ears this harvest season. 
Follow our YouTube page for full shows, Market Plus, and the MTOM podcast. Hit subscribe at youtube.com slash market to market right now. Next week, we take a deep dive into a new round of government data with a panel discussion. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.